Holistic Treatments for Parkinson's Disease, or PD. Most of these ideas and references were contributed by my friend Polymath Paul. He's smarter than I am, but since I'm a better writer, I did the editing. Parkinson's is the second most common neurological disease after Alzheimer's and affects 1% of people over 60. The symptoms develop slowly. These include rigidity, a characteristic resting tremor, and movement dysfunction with walking problems. As the disease progresses, problems with sleep, thinking, and eventually dementia may occur. The causes are unclear, but genetic factors, pesticides, and head injuries have been implicated. Survival after diagnosis is 7 to 15 years. After writing Butchered and Hormone Secrets, I knew how lame much of the standard medical care is. For example, cancer therapy is a bad joke, except for very few treatments. Oncologists write in their own literature that two to three months of increased survival is their goal, but their studies are so ruined by industry funding that even this claim is doubtful. Quote, randomized controlled trials have almost all been bought by big pharma, and the medical journals that publish them are all whoring for their paymasters. So we are left with what I show here, anecdotes rather than fancy studies. Despite this, most of the following show robust evidence of benefit. As I study each alternative medicine field, I am repeatedly stunned by the fertility and efficacy of treatments outside the mainstream. I do not cover conventional PD treatments here. These control symptoms but do not affect disease progression. Thiamine, or B1, vitamin B1, is harmless and one of the most convincing alternative PD treatments. Pierre Corey gave his COVID intensive care patients intravenous vitamin C, steroids, and thiamine. Over 80% survived in a group where most conventionally treatment treated ones went to the morgue. The daily oral dose of thiamine that usually works best for PD is 1,500 to 2,500 milligrams and occasionally up to 4,000 milligrams. This is taken once a day in divided or in divided doses twice a day. Less than 200 milligrams daily is sometimes effective, and some treating physicians start as low as 50 milligrams twice daily. The vitamin can be also injected intramuscularly twice weekly at 50 to 100 milligram doses. Some patients have had success with 100 milligrams daily under the tongue, and a few have been able to decrease this dose to three times a week. High-dose thiamine is safe for long-term use, and symptom improvement typically persists during treatment. The vitamin may have a therapeutic effect on the neurons of affected nerve centers. Metformin can cause thiamine deficiency and should be avoided. This treatment is nearly harmless. Worsening symptoms such as tremors, constipation, recurrent pain, or jittery feelings happen occasionally and may be a signal to decrease the dose. Dosing consistency and careful attention to symptoms is the path to the best results. Peak improvements may only happen after three to six months. Here's a patient story, quote, I started taking B1 in early 2019. I have tried different doses as high as 3,000 milligrams a day, which made me too jittery, 
and for about six months only took 1,000 milligrams a day. More recently, I'm back on 2,000 milligrams a day, which seems the best for me. I took a 30-day break after 18 months just to see how I would function without B1. I was okay for about three weeks, then the PD symptoms started returning. Stutter steps, unsteady balance, and slight tremor. At four weeks, my PD symptoms were getting worse, so I went back on 2,000 milligrams a day and was fine again within a couple of days. Sorry, I don't have the reference for this one. Reference for Parkinson's disease and thiamine. Antonio Costantini, MD, treated 2,500 patients and was the dean of Parkinson's thiamine treatment. His nurse was interviewed here, and I've left the link. High-dose thiamine and essentially tremor by Antonio Costantini in the British Medical Journal, published in 2018. This is a related problem, and here's a quote from the abstract. Essential tremor is a common neurological disease. The medical treatment of this affliction currently involves the use of propranolol, primadone, and other drugs. These, however, are often not effective in reducing tremor and cause side effects in a large share of the patients treated. The treatment with intramuscular high-dose thiamine has led to rapid, remarkable, and persistent improvement of the symptoms in two patients with essential tremor. This result suggests the possibility that high doses of intramuscular thiamine may be an affordable alternative, highly effective and long-lasting medical treatment that has shown no relevant side effects. An open-label pilot study with high-dose thiamine in Parkinson's disease from Neurological Regeneration Research. They used 100 milligrams of thiamine intramuscularly twice a week. And here's the abstract. We found that the long-term treatment with the intramuscular administration of thiamine has led to a significant improvement of motor and non-motor symptoms of the patients with PD. This improvement was stable during the time treated and without side effects. Our report represents an important contribution to PD therapy, although further experience is necessary to exclude the placebo effect and to confirm the present observation with clinical, cellular, and molecular data. The aim of future studies will be to investigate the clinical, restorative, and neuroprotective effects of the long-term treatment with thiamine and PD. Dr. Bryan, the author of Parkinson's and B1 therapy, was treated with thiamine but still has a slight tremor. In her interview linked below, she mentions several other conditions, including essential tremor that can be improved with thiamine. Iron overload in PD treated with bloodletting or donation. Without menstrual bleeding or other blood loss, humans gain a milligram of iron from their diet each day over their lifetimes. Since iron overload is toxic, Mercola recommends donating blood to improve health. Parkinson's disease patients have a 30 to 40% iron increase in the area of the brain involved with their disease, the substantia nigra. Aluminum, another toxic metal, is elevated there as well. In laboratory animals, PD symptoms can be induced by injecting iron into this location. B1 
Because of evidence like this, some speculate that excess iron is related to Parkinson's. Glutathione. Glutathione is a naturally occurring compound in the body that destroys free radicals and other harmful substances. This substance is low in the substantia nigra of Parkinson's patients. Studies suggest that glutathione depletion occurs earlier than the increase in iron. So, holistic physicians believe that glutathione injections are one of their critical therapies for PD. It can be obtained from compounding pharmacies. Aztec anthin is another possible treatment. This is a well-known antioxidant. Mounting evidence have, has revealed that axtananthin is neuroprotective and has therapeutic potential by inhibiting neuroinflammation. Me- mechanistically, Aztecs anthin scavenges radicals. And I have another reference also. Polymath Paul adds, quote, Astan Astax Anthen has helped me incredibly not to get burned despite working long hours outdoors, often on roofs. It's also very beneficial in preventing macular degeneration, which my dear paternal grandfather had. I mix coconut oil, lugols, iodine, and aspirin powder if I'm outside tanning. Low-dose naltrexin therapy for PD. Here's a patient story. Her neurologist's diagnosis of Parkinson's was confirmed at the Mayo Clinic. Her quality of life was about 3 on a 10-point scale, and she had to quit her job because of her disability. With a no-hope diagnosis, she started researching and learned about low-dose naltrexone, LDN, in 2009 and convinced her neurologist to prescribe it. She started on 3 milligrams for one year and quickly noticed improvement, a feeling of well-being and less anxiety. Currently, she's on 4.5 milligrams. All her symptoms improved, and she has been weaned off all Parkinson's meds. She rates her quality of life at 9 on a 10-point scale. She still has a few bladder spasms, but otherwise is doing well, including regaining her sense of smell. And the book, LDN for Parkinson's Disease, Low-Dose Naltrexone, published in 2014, images below, and many academic references are also available. Here's a quote from the book. LDN, low-dose naltrexone, is a proven safe, off-label prescription drug that has gained a great deal of attention over the past few months due to its remarkable disease-modifying effects of controlling and reversing symptoms of Parkinson's disease. Lexi is one person who experienced a reversal of most of her Parkinson's disease symptoms over the past five years. She was officially diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2008, although her non-motor symptoms began 20 years earlier. Lexi offers detailed information about her experience while taking LDN. She has been able to titrate off her daily use of traditional PD medications while controlling and reversing most of her own PD symptoms thanks to the LDN. Many doctors are unfamiliar with LDN as a treatment for Parkinson's symptoms. It is a prescription medication, so a prescription from a doctor is necessary. 
Lexi offers suggestions about how to discuss a request for an LDN prescription from your doctor and offers specific recommendations about where to get LDN once the drug is in hand. That's from the book description. Niacin, vitamin C, and vitamin D. Here's a quote from a source that I've linked. Current existing clinical studies have shown that a high niacin diet can reduce the risk of PD. A previous case report also demonstrated that oral niacin 500 milligrams twice a day for three months significantly improved rigidity and bradykinesia in a patient with idiopathic PD. After the cessation of oral niacin due to obvious adverse effects, that's unacceptable nightmares and skin rash, the symptoms of rigidity and bradykinesia relapsed. However, other studies failed to notice the remarkable clinical efficacy, and there's references there. Therefore, more clinical observations are warranted to verify the efficacy as well as side effects of niacin in PD. And here's another reference. There is evidence that ascorbic acid can protect against both levodopa toxicity and the MPTP neurotoxicity. Vitamin C can increase the production of dopa. And one study noted overproduction of dopa in a dose-dependent manner after incubation of the human neuroblastoma cell line. Vitamin C can improve the absorption of levodopa in elderly PD patients with a poor levodopa bioavailability. Previous studies showed that ascorbic acid can reduce the levodopa dosage under the premise of equal efficacy. Combination of anti-PD drugs and vitamin C may be more effective for alleviating the symptoms of PD. And another reference that I've linked. Vitamin D3 can protect dopaminergic neurons against neurotoxicity and improve the motor performance in PD rat, uh, PD uh, induced rats. It may be related to vitamin D's properties of inhibiting oxidative stress and decreasing the production of reactive oxygen species and free radicals. In addition, endothelial dysfunction may be associated with low vitamin D levels in patients with PD. The definitive correlations between vitamin D and PD require more research. And here's a final reference. It's a patient anecdote. Mr. A reported he had experienced the tremor for a month and it had been worsening. He also had difficulty using his dominant right hand for routine daily activities. He was oriented and his short-term memory was intact. He was ill-appearing, irritable with psychomotor slowing, and did not wish to rise from his bed. He had no gingival or periungual bleeding and did not bruise easily. He had no corkscrew hairs. The patient was started on no medications known to cause extrapyramidal symptoms. In the hospital, the tremor persisted unabated for two days. On the third day, Mr. A was started on 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C IV twice daily. He received 2,000 milligrams that first day, but the IV fell out and he refused its replacement. Several hours later, Mr. A stated that he felt much better, got out of bed, and asked to go outside to smoke. The author noted complete resolution of the right-hand tremor and cogwheeling 20 hours after starting the IV vitamin C. Mr. A refused a repeat serum vitamin C assay.
since many of the actions of vitamin D are anti-inflammatory, this is another reference. Life Extension believes that maintaining optimal vitamin D blood levels, which is 50 to 80 nanograms per milliliter, may quell some of the anti-inflammatory of the inflammatory aspects of Parkinson's disease neurodegeneration. Having optimal vitamin D levels might likely decrease the activation of microglial cells and reduce the release of inflammatory cytokines. This next section is hormone guru Neil Rosier, MD, says treatments with testosterone and estrogen are critical. He wrote, read Perlmutter's book on Parkinson's. I have had good results treating patients with high-dose CoQ. I also had tremendous results with IV glutathione. You can also take intramuscular shots daily. The problem is that the effect lasts just 24 hours, requiring daily injections. Intravenous push of 5 milliliters at a time works the best, or two shots intramuscularly daily. The second most critical treatment is high-dose testosterone. The most essential treatment is estradiol, that's E2, which is an estrogen, 2 milligrams a day. After one month, increase this to 4. This is the best to prevent further progression. You must take testosterone with the E2, otherwise E2 will suppress the testosterone. Depronil for Parkinson's. Depronil's drug class, the quote MAO inhibitors, is currently used as third-line antidepressants. Doctors with traditional trainings, like me, have been told to avoid them because they're toxic. The truth seems to be that like the Prozac class SSRI drugs, they improve depression. Another barrier to pharma company acceptance is that these are no longer profitable because they have been off patent for years. Here are summaries of a few studies about PD treatment, and I've linked the two. The first released results announced that Depernil had delayed the need for levodopa therapy by 57%. A subsequent publication results were less enthusiastic. It acknowledged that at least part and perhaps all of the delayed need for levodopa was due to the Depernil relieving the symptoms of Parkinson's disease, while the underlying neurodegeneration continued. A claim was made for neuroprotection, but the study design could not prove such protection. And here's a second link. Drugs that inhibit MAOs, MAOB, such as Depernil, are used in the treatment of early Parkinson's disease. Blocking MAO with medications such as Depernil not only raises dopamine levels in brain tissue, but also appears to be neuroprotective. MAOB inhibitors block free radical formation that occurs during dopamine metabolism and blocks apoptosis, that's programmed cell death, of neurons. Scott Schroeder says mercury toxicity due to dental amalgam fillings causes PD. Here's a quote from what he wrote to me about that. When I lectured in London in 2018, an oral surgeon from Spain spoke after me. He presented a number of his patients who were diagnosed with Parkinson's. 
Most of their symptoms resolved after he removed the mercury amalgam and various other metals from their mouths. I spoke to him afterwards and said, So you have been able to cure Parkinson's by removing the metal from your patient's mouths? He said no, not, quote, Parkinson's, but Parkinson's-like syndromes. They look alike. I wonder how many, quote, diagnosed cases of Parkinson's and MS are simply undiagnosed metal allergies or reactions. Like multiple sclerosis, PD has no specific test, and the diagnosis is based on symptomatology. I've always wondered whether Michael J. Fox has any metals in his body. Likewise, Tom Selleck has had neuromuscular issues that have limited his acting ability. And Celine Dion was diagnosed with stiff person syndrome and could not perform anymore. Several women I have been working with, previous news anchors and music industry people, tried to contact her after she announced her problem. They wanted to let them know my patient almost fully recovered after removing the metals from his body. It would be good for the cause if one of these celebrities had an issue caused by the this and announced her approval. They could become a spokesperson in the name of a healthier world. Stem cells are the most promising and successful PD treatment. Stay subscribed to learn more in a subsequent post. Healthy treatment for constipation caused by PD or other issues. Drinking a quart of water in the morning containing several grams of powdered vitamin C and a gram or two of powdered magnesium is a natural cure. I have an image of a three-pound jar of sodium ascorbate powder that costs $55. One of the formulations for magnesium is glycinate. There are many others, and I did not research which was the best. Dr. Thomas Levy's book, Primal Panacea, published in 2011, reports that vitamin C has no known toxic dose and that magnesium is similar. The limit on how much you can take of each is what you can tolerate before getting diarrhea. So be careful and work up to the proper dose. You can also get a liposomal version of C from Mercola.com that causes no diarrhea and will enable you to take about three times the dose of the plain compound. He sells and recommends magnesium 3 and 8 and a liposomal version of that can be purchased at a link I've supplied. These are well-absorbed, do not cause diarrhea, and can be taken even if you take the dissolved powder also before breakfast. Other references. The Parkinson's Recovery website is now found only on the Wayback Machine web archive. How People with Parkinson's Reverse Symptoms, a book published in 2014, and here is a quote from it from the book blurb. Parkinson's recovery radio show guests often talk about how they reversed the symptoms of Parkinson's disease and restored the delicate balance of hormones in their bodies. Now you can read nine of these amazing stories as they were first told on the radio show in this 2012 release of Pioneers of Recovery. Each chapter includes details on the steps that each pioneer took to make the miracle of healing happen. Therapies that pave the road to recovery include TMJ adjustments, candida cleanses, voice profiling, sound therapy, tai chi, martial arts, 
Qigong, low-dose naltrexone, forced exercise, Chinese medicine, supplements, diet, detoxes, and even opening blocked jugular veins. Pioneers of recovery will transform your expectation about the possibility of recovery. You will be intrigued by how each pioneer went about reversing their symptoms. These stories confirm the wisdom of the ages that the body does know how to heal. It just needs a little help remembering how. And my pitch is, you know who to send this one to. Everyone has Parkinson's relatives. They should agree to a free subscription. And my final message is, when patients and families are butchered by, quote, healthcare, I suffer along with them. So I write to teach others about the world we face and to encourage them to join the resistance. Thank you for subscribing to Surviving Healthcare. Please accept my ebooks as gifts. I have links to Cassandra's memo, Hormone Secrets, and Butchered by Healthcare. Hard co- copies of Cassandra are at Barnes & Noble, and the other two are on Amazon. Please write reviews if you like them. I claim no copyright, so you may quote my essays or books without restriction or permission as long as you credit me. Also, I am retired, so I never give personal medical advice. Use the information here at your own risk. The Parting Shot was written by Polymath Paul, who's not a physician. He thinks PD patients might also consider pregnenolone, and it helped because it helped rats in some studies. Myers cocktails to boost magnesium levels, that's an intravenous um, cocktail. Taurine, CBD oil, several grams of aspirin a day. Readers, please help me by writing your thoughts in the comments.